Holy moly, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, uh, a guest here today in studio that I am legitimately... Giddy is the word. I'm excited, right? You've been talking about it for a long time. He's got a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Bobby, say hello. What up? What up? What up, Bobby? Welcome. All right, we're not even saying his last name yet. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give it up that easy. But um, I can you see the goosebumps on my arm? Oh, I, I see that. I, your, I think your, more... your arm hairs are standing up. Mark. <laughs> That's not the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Zero Hour. This is your co-host, Mark Fitz. I always say it that way for some reason. Um, and who are you? My name's Christine Chapman, and yep. I'm your host. Welcome. Right. Welcome. This episode, um, I actually had to do some prep work for it, right? Uh, and it was easy because you just Google this dude's name, and it's it's everywhere. Well, but not so easy considering he's got quite a prolific career. Uh, like, don't I, I sense? I, I know. I, know, I sense I'm her getting ahead of it that. already. Yes, yes. I don't get ahead of it. But all right, here's how I'm gonna int- here's how I'm gonna begin to intro him. He is a father of three, husband of one, right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, shout out to the kids. Go. Vincent, Beckham, and Vivian. Beckham, Vincent, and Vivian, and wife is? Lisa. All right. Shout, shout out to out. Lisa. Dude, yeah, big, I can't big ima- shout out. I can't imagine, given your career, the places you have traveled to, the places you have been, the amount of time she has probably spent solo managing the family, right? Correct. Does she, does she still love you, or does she hate you? <laughs> She, of course uh, she loves she you. She still loves me. Yeah. All right. Oh, and uh, listen, for the ladies listening uh, uh, in the audience, Bobby is a handsome. Bobby is a very mofo. handsome gentleman. Tattooed, <laughs> athletic, good-looking face. Hockey didn't mess you up? Oh, did I just let it go? Oh, Uh-oh. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Christine. Yes. Is there anything you'd like to open with our guest? Well, Bobby, I know that you spend a lot of your time now in a different aspect of your career, empowering youth. And as a parent and as one who empowers youth, um, are you ready to tell us a little bit about your journey currently and what you do currently? Or is that is that too quick? Yes. Okay. Bobby, I'm sorry, man. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, I should have known not to give her. Yes. Do not give me the microphone if you don't want me to give it up. Are your teeth all your own? Correct. You have very nice teeth. And, and ready? So Bobby uh, played in the NHL. Right. Retired. Yes, he did. Professional right. hockey player. Holy shit, dude. Right. Bobby is also an Olympian. Yeah. An Olympian, dude. That excites me more than the hockey part. I, I don't know why, but maybe because I, well, I, I was going to say, well, maybe because I can't skate, but I also can't be an Olympian. But I don't know. Something about. Are you very patriotic? Are you a patriotic guy? Yeah, that's yeah. it. So, yeah. uh, is like July Fourth like your holiday? Is that like you know? Yeah, it's it's probably the one of the be- better ones for sure. Okay, um, and all right. So you live in you live in locally. You're a local legend. You're a local hero. Um, do you get noticed a lot? Yeah, I do. So people people recognize I know you lot, everywhere. I know, yeah, I know a lot of people, and they tend to say hello a lot. But do they do they know you from? What you do today in, reti- in NHL retirement, working at, at WIC, Worcester Rice Center, right? Or do they know you as an NHL player or as an Olympian? Well, I guess it depends on where I where I am. At the Ice Center, I'm just the local. I'm just the director of hockey operations that played for the Worcester Railers and right. former NHL player. So when I <laughs> here's a funny story. I, I may have said it to you. When I first ran into you, and I didn't even, like, converse with you, it was at the Worcester Rice Center, and I was with my kid. I was with Elle. And Elle's like, Dad, that's Bobby Butler. I'm like, okay, who's Bobby Butler? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, 
she's a fucking hockey player. Like she, she was playing in the NHL. I'm like, that guy? I'm bigger than that guy. <laughs> so like, I thought you had to be a brute. Like, dude, you're. I thought you're, the same thing. No, really? Is yeah. it is it finesse? Is it like? Uh, when I was in college and I got to go down below after Bruins uh, Toronto game, I saw the guys coming out in their suits and I was like, all right. Okay. These guys aren't that big. They look a lot bigger on the ice with their equipment on sure. and all that stuff. But sure. when I saw that, and I was, think I was a junior or senior in college, and I was like, all right, maybe there's a chance. So, so, so when did that? Okay, so when did it happen, Bobby? Like, when did you? When did you get tapped to be like, okay? Wait. Was it senior year? Wait. <laughs> I'll, hold, I'll hold off. Oh, I'll hold off. There's a lot right. to my story. Hang yes. on. Hang on. It's a, I it's a long story. Literally reading off his Wikipedia page. If you had okay, done your but, homework, but can you we, would know. Well, but part of the part of the journey is to have him tell his story. How old are you in that picture? He's that looking Al- at a that picture. That was Albany, so that's... Um, on 2011, right. two th- yeah, I'd right. say. You were young. You were like 24. Right, yeah, 24, 24. Wow. Bobby, I did one more question about about the physicality of hockey and, yeah. and, and the physical size of people. Um, are kids getting bigger now because of uh, antibiotic? Uh, antibiotic. What, what, what am I trying to say? Uh, like the growth, the hormones, growth and hormones, growth and stuff hormones like that. Are kids getting bigger and... now? And when you're on the ice and a six foot five monster. Is on top of you. Are you like, holy shit, what do I do? Or do you just out finesse them? I would say nat, the game now, it's all about speed. Size doesn't really? matter. When I was playing, really? it okay. was it was an older league. Yeah. It was um And size did matter when you played a little yeah, more than si- it does yeah, now? Definitely because you because and even before that, before me is when it was really the clutching and grabbing. But when I played it was more an older league. It wasn't super fast, but it was there were some big boys. There was always one one fighter on every team. And wow. was, so was, you weren't a fighter, were you? No, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, kid. <laughs> so, all right. So I was reading something on your on your wiki page. Um, when you were in eighth grade, you were playing in varsity high school. Yes. So start from during our prep. You're like I used to shoot in my driveway. And well, just the shoot, only reason shoot, I was shoot. playing. In eighth grade, it was because my mom was sleeping with the coach. Okay. Really? Yeah, it was my, my, my dad was the coach. Oh, wow, nice, dude. All right, all right. That's what, uh, that's what I used to say a lot. But, no, I I, I put all, I put a lot of work in, and um, I grew up playing with the kids that were that were in ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. I, I honestly ended up – I played with them a lot growing up, so I knew all those guys and kind of yeah. could hang with them. So – all right, so I can I can only kind of relate this to my own personal story. My kid was like nine when she decided she wanted to play. How old are you? Yeah. And was it what was the epiphany? What was the moment? She she was watching a bees game on TV. I never played hockey. I was a soccer player. Silly me, I should have played football, right? Um, but that was her moment. What was your moment? I just I I grew up doing it. I was three and a half years old. It's wow! All, it's so all you I had knew. a hockey all, stick in your hand yeah. at three years old. Yeah, there's a picture of. Uh, that my dad had from his high school team used to help to learn to play. Yep. And there's a picture of me on the boards with one of the high school players in his full gear trying to probably get me, to teach me, teach me, get to... me up. Yeah. So you were on skates at how old? Three and a half years Three old. Three and a half. Yeah. Wow. And is that, is it like my kid didn't get on skates until she was 10. And we already felt that, that she was like behind. So she did like sessions, uh, you know, stuff like that. She caught up. Is that what a so your NHL colleagues, right? Your professional colleagues, were they also at the same age, like three and a half, four years old, can skate On better skates. than you can walk? I would say probably at least ninety. Uh, I guess um, pr- probably ninety percent of them. I do know of players that didn't start till they were thirteen, and five years later end up in the NHL, which is really? crazy. So it's wow. it just depends on the position, I think. And um, what was your position, Bobby? Forward. Winger, yeah, winger. Okay, um, right or left? Uh, right wing. I could play left too. I like the off wing. Okay. Um, when all right. So a question I ask of athletes: Is it will or is it skill? And like in D one in professional sports, what is it for you personally? And what do you think it is for the for the mass for the population? Will or skill? 
Uh, I think it's a little. I think it's a little bit of both. I think your skill can only carry you so far. It's your work ethic that really yeah. puts you over the top. And I, I play with plenty of hockey players that were more skilled than me. Um, percentage wise, I'm curious. Will uh, as a percentage of 100, 50 percent, 60 percent. Could be 50 50. Okay, could yeah. be 50 50. Probably. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just. I think it's. I think it really comes down to work ethic. So, so you'd probably weight work ethic higher than yeah, like would, 60 yeah. 40. Yeah, I would 70, say 30. I'd say 70 30. Because wow. yeah, like nowadays, yeah, or you can be skilled as can be, but if you're not working hard at it, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's not going to. It's bring like anywhere. the kid who is super smart but doesn't work at school. Yeah, right. Like you can be super smart and smart, and it'll carry you only so far. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Interesting. All right. I'm ready. Okay, so I'm ready. can I can I ask some questions? I'm ready. To, uh, I am ready to jump into it. <laughs> Therefore, we are ready to jump. We are into ready it. to jump. All right, Bobby, it. are you oh, ready to jump God. into it? I'm ready. All right, let's do it, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, see money. So <laughs> I, I I did ask that question. So, Bobby, we just met. Like our last episode was with a young man who is starting his senior year at St. Lawrence University as a hockey player, and he talks about his journey and how he needed to take a gap year. Right? Did you take a gap year? I did take a gap year. Where did you go? So I took a gap year and I just stayed home and I played with the junior, the Boston Junior Bruins. Oh, you did. I was at, um, playing it's on his wiki page. I was, um, I was in talks of going out to the USHL, um, but I spent that summer doing working out, doing tournaments, and I was kind of late to be offered a spot at UNH or a, D, or a scholarship. So right before right before the season started, um, I committed to UNH, and it was the day before the Junior Bruins started, and they were like, they basically said, like, stay home, have some fun. You now know where you're going to school, so go have a good year, and we'll see you next and year. And then we'll see you next so year. It, okay. It, it was like a weight off my shoulders because – So you didn't have to, like – deal with anticipation you could just do that gap year and enjoy it well, to no, the, to, up to, to the, its fullest. Up, up until that first day of my gap year yeah i had nowhere i wasn't i wasn't i graduated high school i had no you, i didn't you know didn't have it you didn't have a spot i didn't yet. have a spot yet. but isn't that the case with most hockey players who are who are d1 bound and male like one two sometimes even three gap years but you did yeah. it after one and you knew where you were gonna go yeah that's amazing yeah. So when did they pick you up? Like, was it junior year? Was it senior year of of oh. life at UNH? Like, when did you know? Oh, for pro? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was honestly it's my senior year. It was your yeah. senior year. Yeah. So your senior year of college, you get you get picked up on pro. Well, yeah. So my freshman year, I had, a, I, had I went in there not anticipating to play at all. Yep. I worked my butt off that summer. Okay. Came in first one I. I couldn't do chin-ups. I spent my whole summer working on chin-ups. I was the wow. first one to get called up, crushed 20. They're like, you're done. So I made a good first impression. Mm -hmm. Ended up having a kid leave, turn pro, and that op kind of opened up a spot. So I ended up earning a, a playing played, played every game that year. But At I, UNH? All right. Yeah, I think I missed the only game I missed was that year as wow. a freshman. As a freshman, yeah. Now, wow. wait, hang on. Norm, I don't, I don't really know the the rules of engagement. As a freshman, do they normally play? No, or they, they dress no. and yeah. that's it. Yeah, not even. Yeah, so really? I, I had no no plans no of even dressing. I was just there. I worked hard and I was like, see what happens. And I ended up playing. I ended up All right. scoring that's a handful of goals. And then my sophomore year did pretty well, and I ended up going to a couple um, rookie camps. Yep, and then that was leading into my junior year, and I think I was exhausted from from basically skating all summer in those camps and preparing for them. I didn't had a so so junior year. I wasn't yep. there at the end of the end of the game when it mattered. So I was it kind of pushed me that junior to senior year summer, yep. and that's when um I I kind of took off and we had a we had a great year as a team. So wow. at at what point are coaches? Starting to look at you, so my, and, and what, is, what does that do to your head? How, how do you stay grounded for college or, or going to pro? Going, going to, pro. to pro. So my senior year, my dad did a great job, and the coaching staff at UNH did a great job of just letting me focus on hockey. Okay, as stuff started to build up, and my I would talk to my dad once in a while, but they kind of just dealt with my uh, family advisor 
okay. soon to be agent once you turn pro. But okay. they just they did a good job of just letting me play, and I was honestly having a, we had a great group of guys, and I was just having so much fun trying to help the freshmen. And were you the only great. one being looked at? No, we had a handful of kids that end up turning pro out. All right, really? Not that maybe not that year, but then the next year after. Is that wow. is UNH is it known to? Build professional athletes, professional hockey players. Yeah, definitely. It's okay. It, All right. My 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 era for sure. So, how does a, so listen? You're. I'm thinking about it right now. You're like a young, athletic phenom, as it were, right? Being looked at by the NHL. What does that do? Even though, yeah, you just told me, hey, focus on having fun, so on and so forth, but. For me, I'd be like, I'm already starting to count my fucking money, right? Like, how, do you think about shit like that? I was, uh, it wasn't about the money. It was more about getting that opportunity to actually lace them up in an NHL game. Because when it came down okay. to it at the end of the season, okay. we were in the playoffs and we were in the trying to get to the final four, the Frozen Four. And um, we won, we won our game on Friday, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And we had to play RIT. Mm hmm. We end up losing that game, so my career's over. My high, school, my college career's done. Career, yeah. My college career's done. Senior year, last game, we just miss out to go to the okay, go to the Frozen Four. And that Sunday, I spent nine hours on, in my living room watching TV and with my agent on the countertop taking calls and trying to figure out where I was going to be. Because wow, yeah, that's got goosebumps, because, dude. That's crazy. Because after I think my f sophomore year, when my last year eligibility of being a free of uh, being drafted. My agent called me because I had gone to Washington's camp, and they actually had the last pick overall that year. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't get picked, thankfully. And he called me. He's like, congrats, you're a free agent. And I was like, oh, thanks. But two years later when it's, all right, now I have, say, 15 teams that want you that might be yeah. talking to you, and then it gets down to eight that are real serious. And then it's our, our it was my agent's job to, to basically negotiate. negotiate, see what they're thinking, see what they're doing. Wow! How, how does one even get an agent? Like, how how does one even like get picked up? Like, does that does that just happen? Like, yeah, it happens. I think there's so many tournaments. There's there's agents out there that are going to tournaments looking for kids, whether at different yeah. age groups, because you yeah. have to, you right. have to kind of guide them guide them along the way to make sure they progress and get to that stage. What, what okay. age do they start looking at kids now? Uh, young, the, right? Yeah. Young. Yeah. Is it? Let me ask you. Is it too young? Is it like, hey, let the kid be a kid and play? Like w when you and I spoke, right? When we prepped, I asked you that question. I'm like, are you, do you do you see some talent yeah. on the ice? You're like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, so like how like when is a kid supposed to be a kid and just enjoy? And when does a kid know that they're being looked at and is hyping themselves up? Well, yeah, I think I think it comes down to. Someone basically saying, "Hey, your kid has a really good opportunity, but don't let him know he has the really? opportunity." Have, and you've had that conversation. I've had that conversation. Right. I've spoken to a dad said, "Hey, your kid's gonna go D one. Really? Don't okay. don't let don't, him know. don't let it get to his head. Keep him doing what he's doing because there's, there's an obvious reason why why he's gonna be going there. Yeah. Keep him working hard. Don't let him feel comfortable. Let him keep earning it and keep keep working at it. So they should feel comfortable being uncomfortable. Right? Correct. I heard. Uh, I heard. Uh, who was the swimmer? The Olympic swimmer, uh, Michael Phelps. Phelps. His coach used to purposely mess up his travel plans so he could feel comfortable being uncomfortable to do it on his that own. That is so yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's purposely so cool. he'd mess up his plans. But he would get him delayed someplace or put yeah. him on a wrong flight, a wrong airport on purpose so he can build that confidence of having and that resilience, yeah. right? Correct. That resilience. Does that does that resonate in? Like in in NHL in in all athletics to be, be to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Hundred percent. You can only control what you can control. Yeah. <clears throat> My dad used to always say like body language, do something positive every shift. Like there's so many things that you can control okay. that coaches are actually watching. They coaches can come to a game and watch your warm up and they can be done with you. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So because they they care more about what kind of kid you are than. Then what, what kind of family you're coming from? Then, so all right. So this is this is really interesting to me. So it's multidimensional, right? It's not just is Bobby or is this kid a good athlete? This kid have a good head on his shoulders. Does this kid come from a good imagine, family? Imagine a 
Connor Bedard, 18 years old, having to deal with all this media. Like, he's a really good hockey player. He, I guarantee he's been, or I'm sure he's been coached or he's been doing it for so yeah. long. You, you have to be able to handle that, the stress of that and also do, do your job, which is play hockey. So I was, I was watching a Netflix, uh, the, the Beckham uh, thing and uh, did you notice I got my Beckham haircut? Yeah. Uh, I got my Beckham haircut, which also happens to be the name of your son, yep. Beckham. Um, but David Beckham was 16 when he was playing for Manchester United, dude. He's on the world stage and he's yeah. doing <coughs> interviews at 16, 17 yeah. years old. Yeah. yeah, but it's funny, they don't really go into the background of his family, but he was poised and he was well spoken and he was definitely coached yeah. by his coach and and he feared respectively his coach of upsetting him making the team look bad making himself look bad making right. the coach look bad a lot of that i didn't realize that you looked at the whole picture right so if, if the kid's a great player but an asshole i don't want him really I because would, you can't would, coach him yeah, because you he's can't coachable okay. you gotta be coachable okay what do you say to the kid who has talent I'm I'm just curious because, you know, we we talked about talent versus effort, right? What do you say to the kid that has has talent, shows up, but you know that that kid isn't giving it his or her all? Do you just let it go? Do you sit and have a come to Jesus kind of conversation? Like, how do you deal with that? I think you have to try to get through to that player and and kind of see what his personality is and what will take to it. Some like I was a kid that. You could yell at me. I was like, nowadays really? you can't coach like that. But I had, I, I got yelled at, and that's how my coach kind of, I guess you could say, beat it into my head. But it helped me learn the game. It helped me for when I did come to pro or college and I get yelled at, I use it as motivation. I use it as fuel. As long as the coach let me get back on the ice, I'd, I'd go out there, score a goal, and say, hey, that one's for you, coach. Yeah. So, yeah. so my, uh, my daughter – after a practice or whatever, should be like the coach is yelling at me. I'm like, no, the coach is coaching you, right? There's a difference between yelling and coaching. Well, she raised her voice or whatever. I'm like, she's coaching you. <laughs> All right, listen, let's let's get into let's get into the zero uh, hour. Let's get into the zero hour. Let's get into the timeline of events. Uh, so, Bobby, I'm, I'm looking at your uh, I'm looking at your page. You played for quite a few teams. So, yeah. talk to me about uh, the first NHL team you went to and. There's there's turnover, right? There's turnover in, in professional it's a sports. Business at the end of it, yeah. Why is that? Like, what what would you change? First, tell us where you went to first, and, and it's kind of like in professional sports, like in professional careers, you're only as good as your last goal. You're only yeah. as good as the last deal you close. It's fucking gutless, yeah. right? Did you did, like? Did that happen to you? You got yeah, better so a couple times. I had a great senior year at UNH. Yeah. Um, we on that Sunday where we spent. Figuring out where I was going to end up, Auto was one of the opportunities that I could lace them up right away. I could play my first NHL game, as that was the ultimate goal. Were you married at the time? Did you have your first kid? No, okay. no. Right. But I was, I was, um, I was came down to Ottawa. They really wanted me. They wanted to give me a chance. Um, and, I, and it burned a year on my contract too, which that's the money side of it, where mm -hmm. I got that extra signing bonus. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then I, then the next that same summer I would get it my next year's signing bonus. Um, so I ended up going to Ottawa, and um, yeah, it was just that was in 2010. Yes, correct. March you, 29th, 2010. I'm yeah. reading it. Did right, you like I Ottawa? I'm Canadian yes, originally. Yeah, yeah, loved Ottawa. I actually lived in a town called Westboro, which I used to live when I was little in nice. in, in Mass. Um, All right, what is it like? to score your first goal, man. Uh, like, As an like, NHL like player. What, what is that like, dude? And it's here. Yeah. Like, what was that moment for, uh, about? It was awesome. It was um, in Edmonton. Uh, got, a, got a puck in the slot and just did what I did my whole life. I took a, took a shot on that and went in. beat a goalie. Was it like, was it like a euphoric moment where you're just like, holy shit. That was it, yeah. yeah. It was, it was... Special moment, and um, I ended up getting that stick, uh, signing it, framing right. it, and giving it to my dad, um, and just said, "This one's for you." Oh, that's so awesome, he has man. it at his house or in 
somewhere. He's been moving a little bit, uh, but he's That's got it awesome. somewhere. But that was a special moment. That's amazing. I love that. All right, so. That's 2010. In 2012, you go to where? Jersey. Yeah. Right? You go to the Devils. Yeah. What was the transition to the Devils from the Senators? Well, I, I got bought out in, from the Senators. What does that mean? means they did not want me anymore. Okay. So they, they had to pay me to get rid of me. It's a, it's a business decision. It's a business decision. Okay. Yeah. Done. All right. But the, but the Devils see value in you. So the they gave me like, a chance. They okay. gave, he, uh, Lou Lamarillo called me into his office over the summer, said, hey, I'm going to give you a chance uh, come uh, when the training camp starts. All right. And this was the lockout year, so I was actually fortunate enough to go and play in Albany All right. while the NHL was trying to negotiate their new CBA. And then training camp started in, like, December, I think, or November. Okay. And, um, and then I got a chance in, in training camp. Worked my butt off. Didn't end up making it right there, but then they called me up, and okay. that's where I'm. I was in Jersey. What, what's it like to play in Madison Square Garden? What's it like to play? It's sweet. It, I got to play in playoffs there with Ottawa. It was like, unreal. What is what is that, dude? So, all right. So, Christine and I were at the Billy Joel concert at Gillette Stadium, yes. and and we were we were on the floor. It brought an entirely different perspective of the volume. Yeah. And noise. So I'm like, I sat there, I'm like, you imagine being Tom Brady, right? Like, how, dude, the focus and concentration blocking out everything. So it's got to be the same. Like, how do you stay focused on your job, on your <laughs> shift, on your task? Honestly, I think you just get used to it. I Really? In college, we had great crowds at UNH. Yep, um, yep. UNH like is a big. Maine, against Maine, white out the wit. It's awesome. And pros, no different. You just go. Does it motivate you? Like, does yeah, it get you oh, yeah, it gets you going. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I would say a small crowd in an AHL game cannot is hard to motivate. Like, that's where you have to you have to take in those All times right. when you played college and you yeah. had tons of fans. You need to use that to, as motivation in the small crowds. But yeah. the big crowds are easier wow. to get motivated, but also to block out. Yeah, I yeah I, I can imagine that. Like, I can like. I can imagine getting hyped, but it, it's also there's there's also got to be the booze and the butler you suck and the this and the that yeah, yeah, and yeah. The shit shift and yeah. so on and so forth. But you're like, dude, just I don't laugh. see you on the ice. Yeah, you just laugh, yeah. just yeah. laugh. Yeah. You gotta take it. Get out right. tech skin to be a hockey player. Absolutely. All right. Then you go on to the Panthers, right? Yeah. Was that something you wanted to do? Did you did you like the Panthers? Or was it? Uh... So they they traded for my rights. So then I signed. So I okay. So I was. What does that mean? Trade means they with? they I couldn't sign anywhere else. I had to. Okay. If I wanted to play in North America, that I'd All have right. to. Did you I have any in, kids by now? Do you have yet? This is two thousand and thirteen. Do you have any kids? No. Not yet. No. When, when did you have your first kid? Two thousand fifteen. All right. Hang on. Oh, here it is. San Antonio. Two thousand fifteen. So now you're in. Uh, I was with Florida, but in the AHL with the San Antonio Rampage. So my oldest was born in Texas. He's a wow. Texan. Oh, yeah. Back into Texas boy. Vince is a Texas Vince. boy. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Vin Vince is a 2015. Beckham's a 2016. 20 months apart. Wow. Oh, good for you. And you're in the Beckham, road. Beckham was, uh, was lonely times in Sweden. <laughs> made in Sweden. So born, in, Sweden. born in Boston. Born in Boston, made in Sweden. <laughs> does he have a, a, well, no, I was going to say, does he have like a Swedish passport? But no, he doesn't. He's born in Boston. All right. Yeah. So uh, you're, going, you're in the Swedish Hockey League, the SHL. Yeah. Right. How did you go from, uh, you, know, you know where I'm going with this. How did you go from the Panthers to the SHL? So that was my last year with the Panthers. Was my, it was probably, I think I was like 26. And um, I had started talking to go to Europe. Just because I the NHL wasn't wasn't there anymore for me. Okay. On the on I guess the business side and yeah. my side. Yeah. So I had a deal with uh, ended up getting a two year deal in Sweden, and I actually ended up getting hurt. Okay. With San Antonio right at the end of the season, so I was worried all that right. I wasn't. All right. But then my agent assured me like they deal with these injuries all was the it time. The same agent since you were in high school, or did you, did you change over? Um, I. Changed over on my switch to Sweden. Okay, got so it. So that year. You know, and, and also, all right, so now you're a dad, right? Yeah. And, like, you're you're a professional athlete. It's kind of like, hey, I'm in software sales. I have to go where the money is. Yes, I have correct. to go where I'm employable. Correct. Yes, yep. correct. Right? So correct. it is 
the business of hockey. Yes. Right? It's the business of business, yes. right? Like, Absolutely. I don't know if a lot of people really understand that. And, all right, so for, for example, these players who stay, like, uh, who was the Yankee uh, who stayed his entire career? With the, with the Yankees. There's there, there's only been, like, I think it's, it's the anomaly that if you stay with the same team, yeah, that's, like, it doesn't it's, happen, really. It right? usually doesn't yeah. happen. So, yes, you're the dark cheater of the Yankees. Or, correct. Yeah. So when Lisa yeah. right, is married to you, there's a certain assumption that this is our life, hon. Right? Yes. This is yes. our life. Yes. Dad's got to go to work. Yeah. Your work is not, 95, not 9 uh, to 5. Correct. So... She, but does she know you're going to be like? How does that affect? How does that affect life? So, when we when we opened, we talked about the three kids and the one wife. You're in Sweden, and then you go to Eastern Europe, yeah. right? And like, how often are you home? And how many kids do you have while you're in Eastern Europe? And she's holding down the fort. God bless her. Yeah. So we went to Sweden. It was the business side of it. We went. I got a two year deal. It's yeah. go make money so I can feed my old my my one born and my wife and sure. our dogs yeah and then um and that, did she go to sweden with so she you? came i think the hardest part for her was always just moving how, yeah. do you, how she's got to move not only our son but two two dogs also so i end up taking one of them with us um she has and then she has to come over with a baby with a nine six month old and a dog and you're playing hockey. You're like, yo, yeah, I can't even help. I'm in training camp. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I, it's me and one of my dogs, which the, I brought the heavier one over. Um, luckily, they could fit on on the top of the plane. I mean, there's uh, gotta be, there's gotta be, like, listen, couples fight that are not traveling the world. Yeah, right. They're like, there's gotta be like strife. Like, I can't even imagine. You know, like, how do how do you? I mean, you guys must it, love the hell out of each other. Yeah, right? it's you know? usually a, it's the hardest part is the travel. That's what where it stank, it sucks. And then, but once we're settled, moved in, unpacked, it's, it's okay. back to life. It's yep. back to our really? own little, like, do, do we're in our own, we, li- we loved it because we were in our own little area, world. own little world. We always came back home. That's where we, we bought, we stayed, always stayed at home because we were both from the same town. So it was like, all right, we're there for a couple months. Hey, hi, everyone, see ya. Now we gotta go, we'll see you in nine months. Do you go grocery shopping? I love grocery shopping. Do you take out the garbage? Yes. Really? Yeah. Really? I also do the laundry. I don't fold it, but I do the laundry. Does that wow. keep you does that keep you grounded? Does your wife make you do that to keep you grounded? No, it's just what we do. We just really? we yeah, she does everything. <laughs> she does everything. I, I I can chip in and I try to do my best. So I think oh, I love that, Bobby. I, I You're think, like a, a family guy. I think humility is a lesser seen quality in people and it stands out with you. Yes. Like, I think it's important. Yes. Humility is you either have it or you don't, right? Yeah. Um, and I asked you, like, do you take out the garbage? Because, like, yeah, I take out the garbage, too. And I change diapers. Yeah. And I, you know, read my kid a bedtime story because I'm a dad. Yeah. And now I'm home. I'm an athlete, you know, and I do these other things. All right. How are we on time? We We're, are, good. We're, We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. So... I want to fast forward a little bit. Um, I know you played in Hartford for, for a little yeah. while. Can we fast forward? Can we talk about the Olympics, please? Yeah. Dude, South Korea. Pyongyang? Is that? Pyongyang. That's what I Pyeongchang. say. Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang. She's, yeah. she's from Pyeongchang. Korea. All right. So <laughs> I actually did live there for a oh, couple really? of years of yeah, my yeah. life. Yes. So, Bobby, can, can you take me up to speed, take our audience up to speed on how that whole Olympic conversation even comes around. It's The, the Olympics were in 2018 Correct. in South Korea. That's the only thing I know about the story. Take us up to that point during and after. So summer 2017, I'm training out of uh, with Jeff Oliver, jacked on the hill out of Shrewsbury, uh, I think because Holy Cross was having um, construction. So we're there. I'm working out all summer. I got my knee scoped when I came back from Croatia from, uh, from uh, the KHL. Yeah. Me and we didn't get to this, but I was in the. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that when I was in the hotel. Um, oh wait, go. When I was a hotel in Russia, and I was about to quit hockey. And now we come on, yes. come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, so Dude, we'll digress. Yeah. Go. So go. I, so this is um, probably January, February of uh, seventeen. KHL. KHL. Yeah, I got sold on Christmas. Was in now I'm in the KHL, or I'm in. I was in the KHL, but I was on a more with a bunch of North American guys. All right. Get sold to a Russian team, sitting in middle of nowhere, Russia, and this is the hardest part. My wife's pregnant. 
With number two or three? Oh, no. She already had she had number two. I came home in October of 16. Yeah. Had our baby. Yeah. Left two days later. Holy shit, Left dude. her with a 20-month-old and a newborn. Oh, my God. And then- To came, Russia. To, to Croatia. Croatia, then, whatever. And then came home. <laughs> then came home for Christmas break. My- Eight, my European agent at the time said, pack your stuff. I'm going to get you out of here. On Christmas Day, I'm on my phone the whole morning, and my wife's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I might be getting sold, like getting traded. I'm, I want to get traded. Okay. So I get sold two minutes before the deadline, end up going to uh, Nizhny Novgorod and uh, further east past Moscow and um, get sold to them. Okay. So I leave – Two days later, and that, and, that, and that was a good thing. You that was a good thing. I right, was I was that. getting all right more money for less games. <laughs> That's yeah. a great thing, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. So more money for less games, and then um, um, I joined the team where we go on a road trip. Um, I'm in, sitting in a hotel. We're talking. The baby's actually sick. He ends up getting sick. Yeah. He, he got sick in Croatia. I got surgery. Yeah, and oh. this was Beckham. This was Beckham. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, all right, like maybe I'm done. Like I, I was like, I can't get home. I'm literally in the middle of Russia. Like, let's see, let's just uh, let me get back. I'll come see you, and then that's gotta be lonely, man. Yeah. So yeah. I almost quit hockey right there, then and there, and then I get back that summer, get my knee scoped a bit, yeah. work, start working out, and I'm actually training with one of the Olympic coaches, okay. uh, assistant coach's son, who uh, who was pl- who was working out trying to he's younger i think he was in uh, high school yeah and then at the end of that summer the coach he we sit down at where we were training and he's like hey just want to let you know you're on the short list you're going to be looking at for the olympics it was when the nhl was out so i was like wait All right. pause dude you talk about it like as hey, so i'm on the short list for the olympics dude what dude that is well, like it was it was, it, it was I had to control it. it was it's not like it was going to be given to me. It was But it was, hang, dude, hang on. Are you are you somewhat jaded from all the professional success, athletic success you have had? <laughs> because you talk about Okay, so you're humble, which is great. Well, I played on so many teams, I had to earn every contract. I, every year was a yeah. contract year. So, it's okay. not it's All right. The only time I, w- I was ever wanted and got more than two years was when I s- signed uh, my five-year deal with the Junior Railers Youth Hockey Program. So okay. I, I right. went to call my dad. I go, it feels good to be one. I got just signed a five-year deal. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, Hell yeah. All right. So the hockey coach, the, the Olympic coach says you're shortlisted. We're looking at you. Yeah. And, and, and you were not even – so you were between contracts. You didn't have a gig to go to. I, and you're I, just training. I was – no, I, I was training and – um. I signed with Milwaukee, who was Nashville, or I signed with Nashville, who I played in the NHL with years <laughs> earlier. But uh, my my agent, um, he's he uh, hooked me up. Um, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was a chance. Not very often can you go to Europe and come back to the NHL. No, to the yeah, to an NHL like organization slash yeah. AHL. Yep. Wait, back to the Olympics. Damn it. Okay, this is no, no, leading no, up to the Olympics. I, this, is, right. this is leading up to the Olympics. Is, I, was, I was curious. So I, I, was... I signed in Milwaukee. And and a, you're just getting ready to go there. I'm, you're training I'm with training, this guy. And then I'm training with uh, Jeff Oliver and the coach, his son. So he talks to me and he's like, it's up to you. He's like, we're going to be watching you. It depends on how you do from now, from the start of training camp to basically once the game started. Um, so that was training camps in September, so October. I had basically had October, November, December to, to, to kick, to ass. kick ass and show what I could do. Wow! Very thankful to the Mil- Milwaukee Admirals and Nashville because they they knew they knew I was being sure. looked at, so they actually gave me every opportunity. I was on the power play. Nice. I was an older I was older guy, so not not. But how old? Like not even that 20, old. Twenty or thirty? I think I was thirty. All right. Is yeah. that is okay. that is that. For the well, I'm a veteran guy, a veteran guy in the AHL. Okay. Yeah. So they gave me every opportunity. I was my team. We were just we were buzzing. I was scoring tons of like had had a really good start to the year, scoring every couple games. I was on the power play, so I I was very very thankful to those guys for giving me that opportunity for me to be seen. Sure. We're getting close to January, and um. 
And the call comes in. And the call comes in. I'm at the rink, I think, for a pregame skate. I, my dad was actually in town because uh, he was just there visiting. He was at our practices. Like, he loves stealing drills, videotaping as a coach. Good coaches steal from each other. Um, so I'm in the locker room. I get the call on my Apple Watch. I see it's Jim Johansson. Um, You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I run, grab my phone, run out to the rink just yeah. so I could, because I knew I wouldn't have service. Yeah. Gave me the call. Pretty jacked up. I'm getting the chills right now. Yeah, um, yeah. They had come see one of my games, and I actually had a, had a, some, had a goal. I hadn't laid someone out, that penalty kill, so they called me. He's like, hey. He's like, you're in. The coach calls me. He said, "Hey, wow. we we wow. love we love how you can kill penalties. We love how if we have to, we can you can play on the power play." But I I went to Olympics and was wow p- killing penalties as someone that's so it Fucking was just love that man. And then that same pra- practice, uh, that right then my dad was there, and after practice we call him down to the bench, and that's where that viral video of me telling him, saw, um, "Yeah, you showed me that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that's amazing. When, um, and that was, and then again, I had to do a lot of media for all that because yeah. I was on 2020 because of because of the video. Like it was really? yeah. wow. Oh, like should... my captain, who I actually went to UNH with, um, he was like telling our media guy, like, "Hey, he's now limited to one one, one really? thing a day, so okay. we can focus." All right. Wow. <laughs> okay. So wait, wait. Can we just? Before, I, I know. I know. We want to get on to the next. I know we're we're, we're short on time. We have an Olympian in the studio. I know, I know. We have an Olympian in the studio. It is an honor. Dude, it is, man. That it is, really is. That, it really that is. That is super exciting. It's amazing. Yeah, all right. Humble motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> zero hour. Like, where was that turning point? Like, this unbelievable career. You go to the Olympics. How did we do? We always do well. Yeah, we. I was actually the last. We, we lost in a shootout. To get to the medal round, I was the fifth guy to go, and had I scored, I would have continued the shootout. But I ran into a opposite hand goalie. That's not my forte. And uh, all right, it happens. All right. It happens. It ta- yeah, it, it will haunt my dreams for the foreseeable future. Uh. I had a previous uh, breakaway that haunted my dreams was the U.S. national program when I tried out there when I was 16, and I. Had I scored on a breakaway, maybe I would have made the team. Maybe I wouldn't. Who knows? Do you get nervous professionally in a shootout situation? Like, do at, do professional how, athletes how do get nervous? Not? How do you I, not? I don't know, but they're, they're well, it depends trained. On, it depends on how, you, like, for me, it was all about how I was feeling at the time. Like, How were you I, feeling at the time? You were jacked. Yeah, I was I was doing well in practice. Like, I was scoring in practice yeah. and and all that stuff. So it's just, it depends on how, for me, I was a goal scorer. So I had ups and downs and score a bunch of goals and then, Get cold, score a bunch of goals. So yeah. for me, it's all and yeah, I could go on more about that, but we'll, uh, that's for another day. Maybe that's around two, around <laughs> around two. All right, go, Christine. Yeah. So, how did you get to where you are today, Bobby? Like, what what was that? What was that moment that led you to where you are today? And and can I share that you today are empowering young people with your story and being an inspiration and a coach and that person who says, hey, on the down low, I'm going to tell you that your kid has some talent and let's just see what we can do to cultivate it, right? Or being that person who says, dude, you've got talent, like start working for it because yeah. consistency is is the, that magic secret sauce, right? Like yeah. how did you get to that? And and when you look back, do you do you have any thoughts of, hey, this is this is where where I've come and I have I wish things were a different way or I am so damn pleased with how life turned out in terms of where my career has brought me to the present. Yeah, I think it I think it all stems to instances like sitting in the hotel room and or in the hallway in the hotel in Russia to when I was in high school trying to go D1 and I just saw guys next to me committing committing here committing there my dad just said just keep going control you can control yes do be something positive every shift be a good teammate warm up hard um coaches are watching when you get back to the bench after a bad shift it's it was just little instances of that i think that drove just kept kept me going year after year and kind of helped me get through the oh i might stop playing out 
but then a year later I'm on the Olympics. It's just little motivations that I think drove me. Like I couldn't do chin ups going to UNH, so I worked at it. I couldn't. Yeah. I wasn't the I, BC didn't want me because of my skating. My senior year, I lit up BC. Like it was just everything drove. Yes. I, every I used as much stuff it's as like I could to drive. Yes, yeah. to drive me. Yeah. To motivate me. Good for you. I missed a lot of parties because I was. Uh, yeah, I was sleeping one party where my buddies got in a fight. Like, yeah. who knows if I was there, something happened to me. Like, it's just um, my what? friends are fine from it, luckily. But I just, there was a lot of, um, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a lot of, I wouldn't trade anything for how hard I worked in my driveway and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to get ahead of the game in the fact that I, could have kids young mm -hmm. i have a house for the kids mm -hmm. to grow up in i it's just that motivation i think that i took with different different things in my life whether it was not getting committed until my year off yeah um guys around me doing getting committed early and just kept staying with it. i could have easily gave up and just said oh, i'm just gonna go to i'm just gonna go to college and get a degree in sure. xyz i just loved hockey too much i i like shooting pucks too much i it just I didn't, and I didn't do it. I didn't realize I could do it further on until I was in college. I just, I was using hockey to get to college. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know I yeah. could use co college hockey to get to the NHL, my, my career. Yeah. 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 When I left UNH, I told my teacher, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving on Monday. He's like, Oh, you're starting your next career. When you get back, we'll, we'll finish your, your, uh, report or whatever we have to do to get you graduated. He's like, we understand you're starting a career. So. I think little things along the way that help motivate me and use that. And now I have three kids. My just came from learning to play with my daughter. Um, now I, I got my boys that are, they got to, they're, I'm just trying to help them I was gonna, yeah. have yeah, I was as much say. fun as yeah. I did and as many memories I did. And I'm trying to make it even better than what I had. I had my driveway. I had a chain link fence. I had a piece of plexiglass and pucks. Now my yeah. kids at Worcester Ice Center have, a 60 by 20 shooting area, yeah. tons of pucks. We got an awesome rink. They got, my kids get to put their hockey bags in the coach's office. Like not many, like they have a great setup. Hopefully someday they realize that, but I know they're still young and I know I didn't listen to my dad as much as I should have, but I definitely heard what my dad had to say. And, yeah. The difference and between hearing it. and listening. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, like same reason BC didn't want me because I didn't skate do it. I hated going to skating stuff, but at the end, I <laughs> that was the most work I s spent my playing pro is working on my skating, and it's just it. I, there's a lot of things that helped me get to where I am today, and I'm I'm excited to give it to those youth kids that are around that really want it and really can have some fun with it. Bobby, how do we get in touch with you, Bobby? If if we are a Worcester area family that wants to, um, you know, experience coaching um, and have exposure, have have questions for um, for their own athlete, how how do they go about contacting you? Yeah, they can shoot me an email. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's, what's that email address, Bobby? B Butler at JuniorRailers dot com. Junior spelt out J U N I O R. Uh, JuniorRailers.com. B. Butler uh, at JuniorRailers.com. Bobby, before we wrap up, any bits of advice for parents, for up and rising college athletes that you would say, for example, go back to your, go back to your moment in Russia when you're in a hotel room and you're like, I'm thinking about throwing it all in. Yeah. That's a dark moment, right? How does one pull themselves out of the dark moment and just like some some days when I'm having really bad days, it's like minute by minute. Like when I'm running and I'm running up a hill, I look down and it's step by step. Yeah. Is that the type of advice you give them? Like, yeah. like one day at a time. Focus what's on what's yes. in front of you. What I say to my kids when they get stressed out. Well, I got a test at the end in yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Focus on today. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. No, I my my older brother did a great job of showing us, kind of helping us in the moment work towards a future goal. My brother is very goal oriented, whether it was what he wanted to achieve th that summer in five years. Too? Yes. He both is. my brothers played college hockey. NHL? 
No, they both um, played Division One. Okay. One went to Holy Cross. Okay. One went to UMass Lowell, and then went to Salve. Okay. Um, but we all came up to came up differently, yeah. and that's yeah. the biggest thing yeah. that I would tell parents is, if I go reverse, they made it to Division One or Division Three, mm-hmm. but we all came up different. I I played on, uh, like an elite team you could call it back in the day and then mm-hmm. my brothers just played town and then eventually they each played a little different yeah. they yeah. but they all made my brother my older brother went to prep school we me and my little brother played juniors mm-hmm. it's a different path for everyone yeah. and mm-hmm. it's also depends on the kid and when they turn 13 14 15 and nowadays they have so many different things that they can get themselves into it's that's really the the fork in the road where if your kid's going to do it, it's because he, he wants to do it. It's not because mommy and daddy are saying, hey, I'm bring, you, this is what you're doing. Like, so so when, when, we, when we, and we're going to wrap up, but when, when we prepped, I asked you, do you instill that in your kids? And you're, you're, the thing you said to me was, I just want them to have fun. Yes. Like, just have a good time. Have fun and sweat. Yes. Have fun you did and say, sweat. You did say yeah. work hard. Yes. Yeah. Work have hard. fun, work hard. If, if, you're, yeah. if you're working hard, you're, good things happen when you work hard. And, and honestly, I, when you and when you lose, you can learn a lot more from losing. So that, that's all coachable moments for the coaches to yeah. to instill when whether it's good or bad. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Final question: Do you have like a? I wake up every morning and I say this to myself, and this gets gets me through my day like a mantra. Yeah, I can't wait till the kids go to bed and see my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Lisa. Shout out to the kids. Shout out to Bobby Butler. Thank you, Bobby, for joining us today, telling your story. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us, brother. That is uh, the Zero Hour. This is Bobby Butler, former NHL player and Olympian. Thank you, Bobby. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Bye bye.